It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day, every day. We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. I'm yeah, sure I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I was just curious what your opinion is on him. Well, <laughs> never really liked Chris. Yeah. Really, anybody at the media at all, everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But No, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris. What's up, everyone? It is a Victory Monday edition once again of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. I'm Chris Russell. And, yeah, we are back, and the Redskins are back, too, as back as they're ever going to be, right? They win 20-17 to over the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday afternoon at FedEx Field, really Sunday evening by the time it was all said and done a defensive throwback, old-school NFC East type of affair. And the crowd was loud and energetic, and everybody was into it, and it was a huge win for the Redskins. It was far from pretty, uh, but they got the job done, no doubt about it. So congratulations to the Redskins. Again, they're 4-2, and 4-2. And, two, and um, not only are they 4-2, and two, but they're also, again, in sole possession of first place, regardless of what happens to the Giants and the Atlanta Falcons on Monday Night Football. Of course, the Giants are way behind, but they're 4-2, and two, and with the Eagles gagging a 17-0 lead at home to the Carolina Panthers, who came back and won 21-17, the Eagles are 3-4. and four. The Cowboys, of course, losing to the Redskins. They're now 3-4. and four. So really, the Redskins have, at 4-2, and two, Essentially a two-and-a-half-game lead over the Cowboys. The half game because they've played one less game, and therefore, again, they've only uh, they've lost. Uh, you know, they, they, they've, they, they've won one more game. Um, but then two more losses that the uh, Cowboys have than the Redskins. So there's your essentially one-and-a-half. But then you give them basically an extra game in the lead, and it's theoretical, um, because they beat them head-to-head. Now, that could be evenly matched, of course, on Thanksgiving Day, so on and so forth. And again, it's theoretical. Uh, it doesn't mean anything if the two teams don't finish tied with the same record. But if the Redskins can somehow find a way to win in Dallas on Thanksgiving Day, then that would be an enormous, enormous advantage because that, of course, would be the head-to-head Sweep And the Redskins have not beaten the Cowboys since the final regular season game of the 2015 season, the NFC East Division Championship year, one week after they clinched the division title. So it had been four games in a row without a win, and they had lost, I think it was six out of seven, uh, to the Cowboys head-to-head. This one, again, wasn't easy by any stretch of the imagination. They had to hang on for dear life, as you know, at the end of the game. So let's start going through it. Uh, and not wasting any time. Appreciate you guys being with us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast and also 
for downloading us, listening, uh, all the different ways you consume iTunes, uh, all the different various methods. We appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Keep spreading the word, uh, and we'll keep hopefully having some success uh, with things. So let's get to a, a couple of things here first real quickly. Instead of going through the game like I did last week, I, I kind of bored myself to death, quite honestly. Um, I thought I'd break down kind of unit by unit, uh, and we'll start with the offense. Listen, the offense was great on the first drive of the game. The Redskins don't squander field position and a golden uh, field opportunity, field position opportunity, uh, starting at the Washington 47-yard line. Remember last week when they had first and 10 and the start of a possession at the Carolina 33 could not get a field goal attempt even off, never mind any points. And they also had a first and 10 mid-series at the Carolina 44 and could not get a field goal attempt, no points as well. Well, here... You're thinking, oh, gosh, you can't do that with, uh, you know, no Paul Richardson, no Jamison Crowder, Chris Thompson. Opportunities are going to be to score few and far between, and surely they were. But the Redskins come out on fire. They run a RPO with Adrian Peterson. They run a read option. Uh, they had a traditional, just normal straight-up handoff for four yards on first and five after a a penalty by Taco Charlton. Again, we mentioned the read option give to AP for first down, the RPO for seven yards, uh, Alex Smith connecting with Josh Doxson for 12 yards, and then what I thought was the coup de grace, basically, they run under center, deep play action. Smith executes it perfectly. Not a check down, in my opinion, to Capri Bibbs. It's a design call on second and 10. Still a rundown, especially when you're without those weapons that we just said. And Bibbs gets a good block from Brandon Sheriff, but he makes that guy miss at the point of attack when he catches it and turns up the field. And then he slips off another tackler about five, six, seven yards up the field and plunges in and goes in for the 22-yard touchdown catch and run. Kind of similar, just shorter distance than the one he had on Christmas Eve. And I'm so glad Capri Bibbs is a part of this team. Um, if anybody listened to me on the radio uh, on 106.7 in the preseason and uh, even early in the regular season, I'm a big Capri Bibbs guy. I thought he should have made the roster. I didn't know what they were doing. I'm glad. I'm not glad because of injuries, but I, I'm glad that Capri Bibbs is on this roster because these are the things that he can do and do so well. So the Redskins got the early start that they were looking for. Unfortunately, that was really it in terms of high quality from the offense. Sure, there were a couple of field goals, a couple of nice-looking drives, um, you know, that when you kind of go back, that third quarter, first drive, where they moved the football very effectively. Jordan Reed had a sick move on a 27-yard catch and run, a perfect strike from Alex Smith. Uh, but then Alex Smith misses wide open in the end zone to Jeremy Sprinkle off a of play action. Vernon Davis collides with Adrian Peterson as the play clock is kind of ticking down. Morgan Moses got beat at the point of attack on a third and goal from the two. And the play clock and the play just goes bonkers and just goes, you know, wrong side. And the Redskins have to settle for a field goal. And they had one other pretty decent drive in which they took over again with great field position at the Washington 48 yard line. They ran a, a run pass option again, an RPO that was wiped out uh, by a holding call by Jeremy Sprinkle. Then Doxon comes back and gets the yardage back with a 15 yard uh, catch from Alex Smith. Good throw there. Uh, then Smith kind of runs a fake quarterback jet 
with a shovel toss pitch uh, for 13 yards to Bibbs. Again, we mentioned him. That was a nice-looking play. But then the Redskins kind of bogged down. A run, Adrian Peterson from the Dallas 33. Um, You know, Dallas is, again, getting kind of eaten up on the ground here. The wide stretch play off of the crossface RPO give is working well. But then Dallas, give them credit, inside the 10, they buckle down. They stop Adrian Peterson from minus two on first and goal from the nine. Uh, Alex Smith under pressure has got to scramble for four. And then on third down, he's trying to get to Jordan Reed in the end zone. Nobody's open, so he throws it out of the end zone, and they have to settle for a field goal. And, again, that was really it for the offense. On a big play, on a big possession basis, they had one possession at the end of the first half where Alex overthrew Josh Doxson. He missed Michael Floyd, who almost made a great catch along the sideline after hitting Floyd on a nice throw. He also tried to airmail one into the end zone. Maybe they should have come up with that. They probably should have. Uh, but it just didn't connect, and another wasted opportunity for the Redskins, and that's kind of the the story, if you will, for the Washington Redskins on the year so far is inconsistency, uh, bad accuracy, wasting good field position. Thank goodness they have Adrian Peterson because where without him they would be, I don't know. All right, we'll take a quick time out here, our first on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Coming back, we'll kind of take you through the defense's day. And maybe the special teams as well if we uh, get to time in our second segment together here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, good to have you aboard with us. Again, this is the Locked On Redskins podcast, a victory Monday edition. I'm Chris Russell. The Redskins, 4-2. and two. They beat the Dallas Cowboys 20-17. to 17. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading us. Thank you for being a part of the Locked on Redskins podcast, and you are a big part of it. We'll have something for you later on this week, which we're going to incorporate you, hopefully, more into the fold, because I'd like to do that. Uh, just quickly, wanted to tell you, you can get a hold of me on Twitter, at WrestleMania621. You want to email me, it's WrestleMania09 at gmail.com. WrestleMania09 at gmail.com is how you can email me. Again, at WrestleMania621 on Twitter. Uh, And as well, you can listen to me in the Washington, D.C. area on 106.7 The Fan. You can listen on the Radio.com app from no matter where you are, whether it be on the web browser or whether it be on the actual app, Radio.com. Great way to listen to any radio station, uh, especially in the Entercom broadcast family, uh, that you want to. Lots of good sports talk radio there. And, of course, my hometown station, 1067 The Fan. Chris Russell Radio. Dot com is how you can also check out, and I also write for Warpath Magazine. Let's get to it on the defensive end. Listen, a couple of big moments here, uh, one early, one late. 
Um, I thought Ryan Kerrigan was good early. We'll get to him in a sec. On the first play, they give up a 10-yard completion to Michael Gallup, a guy who I was worried about all week. I think we mentioned him on Friday. Uh, but then the Redskins bogged down, and Zach Brown, who had a very good game, I thought his best game of the year with a big run loss and a run stop, I should say, from minus one. Preston Smith also had a one-yard uh, loss there. Uh, DJ Swearinger uh, really created that, blew up a double pull and a power run for the Cowboys. So a couple of big plays there. And then on fourth and one, with the Redskins already up 7 to nothing, DJ comes flying in and forces a forced fumble and gets the fumble recovery on a quarterback sneak by Dak Prescott. It was a pretty aggressive call by Jason Garrett, maybe after what happened in, uh, against Houston in overtime, part of that reason why they were aggressive. Here's the problem. Down 7 to nothing. Eh, that's a risky, risky area. I mean, clearly he's banking on the Redskins' offense doing nothing, but they just gave up seven points and carved up your defense on the first draw. That's a pretty bold, aggressive, I thought way too aggressive call for this Dallas offense, but I could be wrong, especially when you're going to go with Dak Prescott as opposed to Ezekiel Elliott. I'm always of the thought that even if you get stopped with your best player, you go with your best player. But what a play and what a series by D.J. Swearinger, who almost had a great interception uh, on the first defensive series of the game. That's what I was trying to get to earlier. Um, and helped Fabian Moreau and Greg Stroman. Again, Quentin Dunbar was inactive for this game with a shin contusion. Uh, so a good job by Swearinger on the first two series of the game. And I just want to quickly kind of move you along because the Redskins defense did their job. They held Ezekiel Elliott to 42 all-purpose yards. That's, again... 33 rushing, 9 receiving. I, I mean, it's just amazing. The job that they've done, isolating and focusing in, I know they got shredded in New Orleans, but Alvin Kamara did not beat them in any sort of way. The job that they did against Christian McCaffrey last week with the Carolina Panthers, the job that they did as Ezekiel Elliott, and now they have Saquon Barkley coming in with the New York Giants or actually going to the New York Giants and Saquon Barkley, another tall task, but the Redskins and Greg Minuski's defense have done a tremendous job against some elite running backs here and some dual threat guys three weeks in a row now. Now, can they do it against Saquon Barkley? We'll find out in a couple of days. Uh, the other big play, of course, by the Redskins defense was the Ryan Kerrigan second sack. He had earlier had a sack in the second half, his second of the year. Uh, and on this particular one, they were helped out because the Cowboys got a third and four conversion on the play before, but a holding call on their left guard because he bulldog held Jonathan Allen, who would have sacked probably or hit at least Dak Prescott down low. Maybe it would have been a low hit. Who knows? Uh, but either way, he was hogtied and they called the holding call, which wiped out the third and four completion. That not only makes it third and 14, but also Dallas has to stay within the shadow of their own end zone, and Kerrigan disengages on a block. Dak misses an open gallop who had gotten behind the defensive backs to his left. That's the side that Prescott is trying to roll to, so Kerrigan lined up at the left outside linebacker spot, disengages with his block at around the eight-yard line, and then still has enough speed, athleticism, and direct line ability to roll all the way down, yes, the eight yards in terms of field length, but much more than that because, again, he's going on basically a diagonal and trying to chase down Dak Prescott, who, again, is flushed to his left and away from Kerrigan, and he closes the gap, he blows him up, he forces the fumble for a second sack of the game, and Preston Smith's right there 
for the touchdown. Now, the defense did grant you, uh, granted, they did get gashed on the second to final drive by the Cowboys. Prescott had a couple of big takeoff jet runs, uh, and then he ran in for the touchdown run. I think that was a third down. I got it. I understand that. Uh, and it wasn't great on the final drive. They were hanging on for dear life, clearly in need of a big play. They never really got one until the 52-yard field goal was missed uh, by uh, the rookie, Brett Maher, uh, who rang it off the left upright. But the bottom line is is the defense, and we'll get to special teams in just a couple of moments, the defense, outside of those, again, two final drives, and outside of the one big play that Prescott was able to make dialing up Um, again, the rookie Michael Gallup for a big, long touchdown. And, again, I was worried about him all, and he beat Greg Stroman, and he beat him bad. The defense was terrific. Again, they shut down Ezekiel Elliott. They did a pretty decent job until, again, those final two drives against Prescott. They got pressure. They got home. They forced turnovers. They had the fourth and one stop. They stopped them on third down. I think Dallas was 5 of 13, if memory serves me correct on third down. So all of those things were good by the Redskins' defense. So good, good, good to see. All right, we'll come back and we'll tell you about the special teams and then we'll wrap it up with another of our continuing tributes uh, and just a kudos and congratulations to the Redskins for what they did on Sunday and really all week um, as we continue to honor the life and legacy of my friend and colleague Rich Tandler. But is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Well, Your company could be mentioned right here and right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors that they hear on their products. Our demographic is 98% males and more education and earning more than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast. Why don't you give me an email at russellmania09 at gmail.com. That's russellmania09 at gmail.com, and I'll tell you how you can get aboard the Locked on Redskins podcast. And, you know, guys, since I started the podcast right after the Saints game, the day after the Saints game, so it's almost two weeks now, I've been telling you about my bookie. Well, my bookie is slammed with new betters. They want to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit... After 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits made over $100. I'd only recommend a service to my listeners that have been good to me. I like to put a little action on the games from time to time. We do our Sunday six-pack selections, which we'll update you on later on in the week. A little mixed bag there, but we'll get to that. Join now, and my bookie again will match you dollar for dollar on your deposit if you use promo code locked on 25 that's promo code locked on 25 to activate the offer visit my bookie today online that's m y b o o k i e my bookie and don't forget to use the promo code locked on 25 and tell them chris russell locked on redskin sent you if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is the Locked on Redskins podcast. Before we say goodbye for this first edition of the new week on this Victory Monday, again, the Redskins winning 20-17 to over the Dallas Cowboys. They're 4-2, and again, remain in first place all by their lonesome. And uh, visit the New York Giants and Saquon Barkley this upcoming Sunday at MetLife Stadium for another NFC East game. We wrap it up with a couple of different things. Special teams uh, wasn't as good and wasn't as as meaningful and impactful as it was last Sunday against the Carolina Panthers when I thought that was the main reason why they won. But it was solid and it was good, and they didn't have any mistakes that I can certainly remember and anybody can point at. Dustin Hopkins connected on both of his field goals, 25 and 21, both of his extra points. Um, Tressway. Six punts, 227 yards in the air, only an average of 37-8. You know, that's not great, but on a windy day. Uh, but five inside the 20. Five inside the 20. And including when Jay didn't go for it on fourth and just shy of two, the Redskins played a field position game, and they got the punt on a fair catch down, I think, at right around the nine-yard line. It played, again, field position, which was the right thing to do in that particular case. The punt return unit allowed Cole Beasley three punt returns, total of 11 yards. That's 3.7 per return. So great there. The kick return, uh, they had four touchbacks out of the five kickoffs, and they did allow a 26-yard kick return. Uh, again, listen, they uh, you know they, they, they put the ball at the 25-yard line. Nobody can complain uh, about that. So, again, a very, very, very solid day for the – Special teams, no mistakes. Uh, Greg Stroman only had the one punt return uh, for three. Uh, listen, they still get nothing out of their kick return game. They still get nothing out of their punt return game, but I'd rather it be safe and conservative uh, than dangerous. So you have that. Now, uh, we'll wrap it up with this, um, and, and we'll talk about Jay Gruden, and we'll talk about the coaching staff on the Tuesday version because uh, this is episode, I think, 106. We'll we'll do it on, on episode 107 um, because we just don't have the time to get into everything right now. And certainly Alex Smith's problems more in detail. We'll do that uh, on the next episode here of the Locked on Redskins. But I just wanted to end this version with a victory not only by the Redskins on the field, but a victory by their organization off the field. Uh, as we... Told you about last week, um, and we did a com- almost a complete episode dedicated number 104 to Rich Tandler, uh, my friend and colleague from NBC Sports Washington, who tragically passed away last Tuesday uh, afternoon, and we all found out about it on Wednesday. The Redskins did a tremendous job uh, during the week. They had announced uh, that his seat in the press box, row one, seat 15, which was right in front of where I used to sit, uh, was never going to be sat in again. They had, uh, on Sunday afternoon when everybody showed up, they had a bouquet of flowers. They had a framed picture of Rich with a tribute to him. Um, you know, uh, they had a moment of silence um, in the press box. They brought his entire family. They gave them jerseys uh, saying RT and the number 15. Again, that was his seat in the press box that he'd sat in forever. Um, they presented afterwards a game ball. Dan Snyder did. The Redskins announced that during the press conference. Uh, Tony Wiley, their VP of communications, did it just wonderfully, just wonderfully. Trent Williams said 
um, to reporters after the game, hey, look, on that final field goal, uh, you know, maybe the 52-yarder hits left uh, and hits the left upright because Rich Tandler kind of pushed it that way. We haven't really even talked about that. That was, of course, set up by a penalty, and we'll get more into that again on the next edition. Uh, but the bottom line is, is we'll end this episode number 106 by telling you, you know, nothing that the Redskins did, nothing that any of us can say, nothing that any of us can do. If you, if you love Rich and if you liked his work and if you respected his work, and I don't know anybody that didn't, uh, nothing we can say or do is going to bring him back, but we can continue to honor his legacy and his memory uh, and do the best we can to get through this all together. As a family, we're a tight-knit group uh, in the Redskins media. I'm not there every day anymore uh, by any means, so I don't want to pretend like I'm John Kime or somebody like that that's there every day. Uh, but the bottom line is, is, you know, dealing with death, and I'm going through a lot of things in my life. This has been, quite honestly, a horrible, horrible year in terms of that, uh, and it's not getting any easier. Um you know, when when you when you have good people, when you love what you do, uh, when people are understanding and people do the right thing to honor people and respect them and remember them and pay tribute to them, uh, it makes life and loss worth dealing with and living. Um, so thank you to the Washington Redskins, Dan Snyder, Tony Wiley, the entire Redskins PR staff uh, from Zena uh, to Sean uh, to Tish Carmona who all did a tremendous, tremendous job. Um, everybody did a tremendous job, is all I can say. Um, and, and, you know, we're always going to remember Rich. Uh, I promise a lot of the tributes and a lot of the words will probably kind of subside here. Uh, this has been a very emotional time for all of us, so I hope you understand uh, all of that. But, again, I wanted to salute the Redskins who did – Again, just a tremendous job. On Tuesday, we're going to have a memorial service uh, and Rich's funeral. So uh, that's going to be another uh, emotional day. Uh, that's also my dad's birthday, who passed away uh, almost six years ago. Um, so that's uh, another very, very tough day uh, for me emotionally. And I'm trying to be real with you. I'm trying to be honest with you. I'm not trying to sell you a bill of crap. I'm a real person. I cry a lot. And, uh, you know, it's tough. So. Um, thanks for listening to me go on and on and on. I hope you understand. Uh, Rich was important to all of us, and he was certainly important to the Redskins and Redskins fans and provided media coverage, and I hope one day I you know, can have the respect that Rich garnered. So uh, thanks for uh, listening to that. Again, a great win for the Redskins, despite uh, a lot of unevenness from the offense, a lot of blown opportunities, a lot of question marks moving forward. A win is a win is a win is a win. They've beaten two division, uh, two conference teams back-to-back weeks at FedEx Field. That's huge. Um, winning games at home, so important in this league. Winning games without key players, huge. Again, they've done it twice uh, in a row without Jamison Crowder and without Chris Thompson uh, once Sunday, without Quentin Dunbar and without Paul Richardson. The bottom line is, is um, yes, they've struggled. Yes, it's not easy. Yes, it's ugly at times, but these are two huge Huge wins, and at 4-2, I'm a believer. So we'll end there. Thanks for listening to the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 106. Episode 107 will be available for you Tuesday morning uh, on the East Coast. So thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading and being a part of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.